This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Tuesday, August 9th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Nally. Here's today's State of Lines. The next Delta battle. No subsidies for plant-based meals. Odessa terminals open and FAO donates fertilizer to Ethiopia. California GOP presses interior on biops. California Republican delegation ramping up its criticism of the Biden administration over rescinding Trump-era biological opinions governing water deliveries. In a letter sent yesterday to Interior Secretary Deb Holland, the Congress uh, members called the move a highly irregular departure from common practice. They charged that special interests have influenced the decision more than any new science that has come to light. Fresno Representative David Valadeo has been lamblasting the decision since it was announced more than a year ago. He argues it has caused significant uncertainty for farmers and would be detrimental to local economies. Remember, in 2019, Democrats on the House Natural Resources Committee blasted the Trump administration when it issued the environmental plan and demanded more information on that decision as well. Bill on plant-based meals trimmed to a snackable size. Assemblymember Adrian Nazarene of Sherman Oaks has overhauled a bill that was proposing to subsidize plant-based options in school meals. Instead, the revised measure would authorize schools to provide some students with extra snacks to bring home to younger siblings. After heavy industry opposition, farm groups now support the measure, which is awaiting a critical vote Thursday from the Senate Appropriations Committee. HHS invests $60 million in rural health care. The Department of Health and Human Services announced yesterday it's spending nearly $60 million across 63 organizations to address staffing shortages and quality of health care in rural areas. The funding, the bulk of which comes from the American Rescue Plan passed in March 2021, will be run through the Health Resources and Services Administration and will be distributed to 35 states. Among the most important steps we can take to improve access to health care in rural communities, including access to behavioral health care, is to invest in growing the rural health care workforce, HRSA Administrator Carol Johnson said in a release. All told, the money will be allocated between five programs, the Rural Residency Planning and Development Program, Rural Public Health Workforce Training Network Program, Rural Veterans Health Care Access Program, Small Health Care Provider Quality Improvement Program, and Rural Public Health Workforce Training Network Technical Assistance Program. You can read our full report at agripulse.com. FAO makes fertilizer donations a priority in Ethiopia. Farmers in Tigray, the northern Ethiopian state beset by military strife, they're in desperate need of fertilizer, and the United Nations Food and Ag Organization says it's responding as fast as it can. The FAO, with a new injection of cash from the U.N. Central Emergency Response Fund, just procured another 12,000 metric tons of fertilizer for the region, bringing the total that will be available for distribution to 31,000 tons. FAO goal is 60,000 tons for the 380,000 farmers that need the input. Just 7,000 tons has been distributed so far. 
There is a small window of opportunity to prevent severe hunger by delivering critical agriculture inputs and enable farmers to produce sufficient amount of food for the population, thus adverting a potential increase in humanitarian needs, said Rain Paulson, director of FAO's Office of Emergencies and Resilience. Parties in Snake River Dam case extend stay and litigation. The temporary agreement to stay litigation in a case that could decide the future of the lower Snake River dams has been extended. The Biden administration has brokered an agreement with the state of Oregon, the Nez Perce tribe, the Spokane tribe of Indians, the Cordeline tribe, and a coalition of plaintiffs led by the National Wildlife Federation to extend talks. That stay will now be in place until August 31st. Intra-GOP fight leaves ag credit bill stalled. Even as the Democratic climate funding package heads toward the finish line, another significant measure remains mired in the House, the Growing Climate Solutions Act, which would authorize USDA to certify credit verification services and ag advisors. The chief Senate GOP sponsor of the bill, Indiana Senator Mike Braun, is expressing some frustration that the House Ag Committee's top Republican, Glenn Thompson, has yet to let the bill move to the floor. Braun told AgriPulse that he worked out Thompson's concerns with the bill, only to have Thompson now insist on attaining a separate measure he once passed called the Sustains Act. Braun says that would make it harder to pass the GCSA. I don't know how serious he was about doing it in the first place, Braun said of Thompson and the GCSA. House staffer familiar with Thompson's thinking disagrees uh, that his concerns with GCSA have been fully addressed. The staffer says Thompson thinks attaching sustains would make it easier to win House GOP support of the GCSA, but that it is, is a non-negotiable demand. Thompson's key concern with the bill revolves around the process for self-certifying ag services. By the way, Thompson's Sustains Act would allow corporations and other private entities to contribute to USDA conservation programs. The committee approved the bill in June. Organic animal standards welcomed with caveat. Organic advocates were pleased with a new proposal to implement a wide variety of animal welfare projections for poultry and other livestock. The proposed rule appears to fully reinstate the vital requirements recommended by the National Organic Standards Board and organic stakeholders that were part of the 2017 final rule, uh, including the crucial updates ensuring that organic chickens have outdoor access and indoor habitat, eliminating the so-called porches that allowed some producers uh, to factory farm their poultry, said Center for Food Safety attorney Amy Van Son. The Organic Trade Association objected to one of the options for layer operations, which would allow 15 years for compliance. Organic has already waited nearly two decades for animal welfare reforms, waiting an additional 15 years to implement outdoor access for organic layers would be unnecessary and unacceptable. That OTA CEO and Executive Director Tom Chapman. Well, here's today's They Said It. 
the public has a right to understand that they are protected by the most aggressive regulatory program in the world. That Rene Pinnell, president and CEO of the Western Plant Health Association, and an op-ed for the Bakersfield, California, on the state's proposal for a pesticide notification system. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Tuesday, August 9th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Nally.